Hallelujah. Church, praise the Lord. Oh, I believe the hallelujah can be better than that. Church, praise the Lord. It is time for testimony. Testimony time is overcomer's time. It is the time we celebrate the act of God in our lives. Hallelujah. And I believe that the art of God has been powerful in our midst. This morning, I have some wonderful people who have come to celebrate the goodness of God in their life and the acts of God in their life. I want you to jam your hands together as you celebrate them. Oh, jam your hands together as we celebrate God for His act in our midst. Hallelujah. This morning, it's my pleasure to welcome Mrs. Anoru as she takes her testimony for healing. Jam your hands together as she takes her testimony. The louder the cloud, the faster she will come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, pardon my voice. I had a flu. <laughs> I thank the Lord for the gift of life. I also thank the Lord for the daughters of grace. We had a wonderful outing yesterday. So I appreciate the name of the Lord. We had four. May the name of the Lord be praised in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The flu I had started with my son. So he's on. He's okay now. You know, as mothers, there is kind of illness or disease that the child may be passing through. You wish that this child doesn't deserve the, this, uh, this particular illness. Eh? I wish it will come upon me. I don't know what, if that is what really happened to me. <laughs> so I had it yesterday. My voice was okay. So I was already having headache. You know, there is this headache you have that everything, any little sound is noise. You even be shouting, these children stop making noise. My head is aching. So yesterday night, so the headache came. I was having this headache. So I didn't know. Around the, um, I took paracetamol. This headache didn't stop. You know, when you take paracetamol, just minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes it will start working. But this paracetamol did not work. Past uh, 12 midnight. So this uh, spirit came. Please just go straight to the point. What has the Lord done? To pray with you. I said, no, let me do this prayer. So I started praying. I prayed, I prayed. It didn't stop, so I had to start listening to messages. So finally, around 3, it finally came down, so I had to have a little sleep. So I praise the Lord for the healing and deliverance. May His name be praised in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jam your hands together for the Lord. It can only be the Lord who has done that. You know, uh, as she was describing the symptoms, you know, some things began to go through. But you know, the powerful hand of God is there to heal you of any afflictions of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. And that healing shall be permanent in your life in Jesus' name. Brethren, also with pleasure in my heart, I want to invite L.M. Annie as she takes us testimony for being saved from kidnappers and having a divine surprise. Jam your hands together, celebrate God as she takes our testimony. Church, praise the living Jesus. 
I'm Helemeni from Breakthrough Chapel. In fact, I really appreciate the name of the Lord. You know, um, Galatians said that you either is good in doing good, continue to do good. Last week, Wednesday, I was supposed to go to book some visiting from one of our family friends. So I said, okay, let me just go. I just drop everything. Then as I got to the bus stop and I just prayed that God, just go. Holy Spirit just said that today. Just be careful. So this Serena bus car just parked. I said, no, I'm not going with Serena car today. I was, as I was discussing him, I don't know the person that was saying beside me was hearing what I was saying. That no, I'm not going with Serena, this and this and this. The person now said, if it's not Serena, what of if it's a car? And I said, nothing will happen to me, even if it is a car. So I stepped away from that person, then I started praying. Then my spirit said, okay, if you want to get a car, sit in front of the car. Or you sit by the door of the car. I said, okay, no problem. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Then this car just came. Oh, shodi, oh, shodi, oh, shodi, oh, shodi. I just said, oh, let me enter. Somebody was already in front. Then this guy entered. The other guy said, I should enter. I said, no, you should enter. The guy entered. So I sat by the door. Then as we were going, it just started. $30 million in the car. This one and that one. I was like, mm, $30 million. Then the girl said, they, they, he beat me, beat me. Then I remember when we are in a meeting and some, we are trying to investigate something, there is a way we used to ask questions. I just asked, he has been beating you. Where had the marks on you? No marks. I said, these people, you don't Please go straight to the point, then the madam. Then I just dropped me. I'm not going again. Then the driver just parked and I lighted from the car. That was how God just saved me from those people. Because they are just kidnappers. And as I said, the money, let's go and share it together. That is the end. I return all glory back to God. For God, for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Then my second testimony on Friday, somebody called me to come and deliver a job. And I got there. And when I got there, I booked the thing for 2K. But when I got there, I got that thing. I was able to do it for like, I was able to bargain to 1,003. Then... Normally, I was supposed to have it and collect the receipt and go and give it to her. It's my business. It's 2,000 naira. But I said, no, I will not have to this thing. I'll go to this person and tell her that this is the amount. If she wants to give me something, let her give me. Then when I got there, she gave me 2,005. I was like, my head was just bouncing. I was angry. That something I was supposed to get 10,000 naira, you are giving me this amount. My husband called me. He tried to encourage me. Then I said, well, God, honesty is the best thing. I have to be honest. I can't go and lie. Then yesterday as I was around at home, one of my friends just sent money to me. That equivalent to the amount I'm supposed to see from that business. Hallelujah. In fact, I just look at it that God, this is you. There's nothing that you cannot do. Honesty is very, very important. We Please jam your hands together for what the Lord has done. The Lord surprised her. Thank God for that great testimony. Hallelujah. At this junction, please jam your hands together as we welcome Brother Victor for his testimony. God saved him from the manipulation of the enemy. Jam your hands together as he comes. Oh, jam your hands. The louder the end, the faster it will come. Hallelujah.
of Glory Chapel. I want to testify the goodness of God over my life for my journey back to Lagos. So, the bus I was enter is the, the first bus. And the second bus, when I left in the park, they come overtake us. And that bus overtake us, go have accident in Imo State. Key one, either one person. I did not see the person. So, when we come to Imo State, and people gather, say, now this bus key people. So, we, we, did, we, did, we didn't know. So, when we reach there, they start to destroy our boss. So, say, now nah, we kill person. He said, we didn't know. It's not us. Even the way driver turn the steering and turn back, is only God can do that. Because Church, I want you to jam your hands together for the Lord. What happened in this case is that a vehicle that belonged to one of the companies that they took for the journey had an accident and killed somebody. And, before, and because the vehicle had gone ahead of them, by the time they got to that spot, they, are, they accosted them and began to vandalize their vehicle, wanting to beat them up. That's a mob action. But the Lord delivered them. They were able to escape and is ill and heavy. I think you should jam your hands together. It can only be God. And I see God saving you and your loved ones from surprise attack of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Alright, thank you. God bless you. Please jam your hands together as I welcome Mrs. Josiah for her testimony. Jam your hands together. Encourage her as she comes. Let the clap be, let it be sound. Let it keep it rolling until she comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for the gift of life over my children, over my husband. From January, December, I did not have reason to taste it. And I want to thank God. Last week, my husband had passed but he did not even have any scratch. Hallelujah. And I remember Pastor said, when they start as fellowship in your house, good thing will be happening to you. So I want to give glory to Almighty God for my life. Hallelujah. Jam your hands together. You can see that testimony are already coming out of the fellowship centers. Hallelujah. I think we should celebrate that testimony. Jam your hands together for the Lord. Amen. You know, the, one of the prayers we prayed this week is that we, God will save us from surprise attack of the enemy. And you can see that these are surprise attacks, but by God's grace, one by one, our members are being saved from them. I think the Lord deserves all the glory in the name of Jesus. Finally, I want to welcome Ellen Mike as he takes his testimony. Jam your hands together as he comes. Jam, oh, I can't hear the crowd. Hallelujah. My name is Ellen Mike from Praise Chapel. I just want to give two testimonies this morning. First of all, I want to thank God for the gift of life. And God spared me all that on Wednesday morning when I was heading to my school to write my exam. Around that target area, I just, I just, I was inside a kidnapper. The next I just said was, bah! All of a sudden, I thought it was my leg. <laughs> A guy just drove from nowhere and just hit my leg. Wow. But I thank God that nothing happened. I'm okay. 
no issues at all. God will be pleased. Jam your hands together for the Lord. Secondly, I want to thank God that yesterday I signed up from my school successfully and everything went well. Hallelujah. 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 Brethren, you can see that this is a time, this season is a season of testimony galore. And it's a testimony of God saving us. Also, I want to share his little testimony. Uh, in the course of the week, I, I and my colleague went for a trip. And on that trip, we had some challenges. And one of the things that God did for us was that he saved the life of my colleague. He was involved in an accident. The, the tire of his vehicle pulled up in motion. And the, the, the tire rolled to go and eat a, and a vehicle. I think two vehicles were, were damaged as a result of it. That tire could have gone to eat somebody. That man who was driving that vehicle could have died in the process. But God saved him. Hallelujah. Does the, I believe God deserves a round of applause. Let's celebrate what the Lord is doing in this great commission. Let's celebrate it. It is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our sight. Amen. Brethren, it is time for the word of God. Hallelujah. It is the time for the most important aspect of the service which is the word of God where God blesses people and again this is the Christmas season I believe the Christmas season is in the air are you already feeling the Christmas sensation are you already feeling the Christmas sensation are you already feeling the Christmas breeze hallelujah brethren if you are already in the Christmas mood I want you to rise up on your feet Jam your hands together as we welcome our senior pastor as he takes us on the three ways to partake in the joy of Christmas. Hallelujah. Christmas celebration. Alright, I want us to just take uh, one of those, our favorite Christmas hymns and just show gratitude that you and I are alive to witness another Christmas season to the thick and the thin. The devil failed all the things he tried. He failed all the step of the way. Can we do the joy to the world? 
Oh, do you still remember Joy to the World? Alright, in case you don't remember, don't worry. This evening, the choir will help you to remember it. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, do you know Joy to the World? He's actually my brother. So, say, do you know Joy to the World? She's actually my sister. Are you ready? Oh, you are not looking excited. Are you ready? Now, coronavirus cannot corrode our Christmas away. Nothing can stop the joy of Christmas. It's the greatest season when God sent His Son to the world. Are you ready? Now, tell your neighbor, don't be afraid. I don't eat so much chicken. So, about four laps is enough for me this Christmas. So, well, in case you don't have up to four laps, you can miss it at Precious in church. She will supply you about six laps. Hallelujah. Amen. And tell your neighbor, I don't eat so much rice. It's just jollof fries and fried rice I like. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, in case you are not singing, or happy, I will believe that you are afraid I eat too much. Hallelujah. Want to go? Joy to the world. Lord is come. Let earth, let earth receive a gift. Oh, let every heart, let every heart prepare it through. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. seated, we are going to be praying to prayer for this season. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4 says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. 
verse 3, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4, And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. In this season, you are going to reject every activity of darkness. Until God said, let there be light, darkness was enjoying. Darkness was prevailing. The power of life and death, the Bible says, it is in the tongue. And they that love it shall eat of the fruit thereof. The second thing you will observe was that God divided. It is our responsibility to divide the light from the darkness. To say, darkness, this is where you belong. Light, come and take place. Now lift up your right hand and say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the remaining days of 2020, I reject evil surprises. Every agenda of the kingdom of darkness concerning the remaining days of 2020 by the blood of Jesus I nullify them I cancel them lift your voice and pray it is your responsibility to pray oh yes Bind every evil surprises. Bind evil surprises. Every evil surprises waiting in the remaining days of 2020. I reject you. I nullify you. I bind you. Darkness, you don't have a say. In the remaining days of this year. I take authority over every evil package. I reject evil packages. I reject evil surprises. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I separate light from darkness. I separate every evil waiting on that are left in the remaining days of 2020. I separate them from the remaining days. I separate them. I nullify them. I bind them. In the name of Jesus. Evil attack. Evil surprises. I reject you. I reject you. In the name of Jesus. I reject evil surprises. I reject evil surprises. Oh, I reject evil surprises. In the name of Jesus. I reject evil surprises. Make a push of the fire. Reject it. In Jesus' name we pray. The Bible says, And God saw that what he had made was good. But it was after God spoke that goodness prevailed. There was nothing called good until God began to speak. You are going to speak the word of the Lord into the remaining days of 2020. And you are going to say, in the name of Jesus, the remaining days of 2020, my eyes will only see good things. My ear will only hear good news. In the name of Jesus, 2020, 
will end with goodness and mercy for me. Lift your voice and declare. Lift your voice and pray for it. Lift your voice and pray for it. Only goodness and mercy will be my portion in the remaining days of this year. Twenty twenty. Will end with goodness and mercy for me. My eyes will only see good things. My ears will only hear good news. In the remaining days of 2020. In the name of Jesus. Declare it. Good news. Good news. Good news. I reject bad news. Whatever it is, the news of sorrow. Whatever is called the news of sorrow. The news of mourning. The news of weeping. I reject you. I close the door against you. In the remaining days of this year. In the name of Jesus. Only good news. In Jesus' name we have prayed. My mother taught me a secret as a young boy. And it has never ceased to work. She said to me, every Christmas season, Always ask God for Christmas gifts. You see, Santa Claus is the depiction of angelic activity during Christmas season. My children always believe and they know that every year there is no time that Santa Claus does not come to drop gifts. And they are looking forward to Santa Claus every year. I have to make them look forward to Santa Claus. You can never outgrow the love of your father. Our father is, is God. Now, when the world has said Santa Claus moves around, Santa Claus moves around, Father Christmas, Father Christmas, is actually a depiction of what happens during the birth of Jesus Christ. How the angels began to move around and was sharing good news, good tidings. In this season, the angel of God, the angel, not the Santa Claus, but the angel of God will bring good news to you. I said, the angels of God will bring good news to you. Oh, let your amen catch fire. Say with me, I am expecting my own good news this season. So Matthew chapter 7 verse 11 then says, If ye then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven? He did call him our God. He said, how much more shall who? Our Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask. The reason why you don't receive your Christmas gift from God is because you don't ask. You don't ask. If you ask, you will receive. Now today, I want to have five days to Christmas. Five represent grace. It's a special season in the world. Now lift your voice and ask the good thing you want from God this season. Say, Father, you said ask and you shall receive. This is the good things I'm believing you for. Let your angels deliver my own good things to me in this season. Lift your voice and pray for it. Ask God for it. Ask God for it. Believe God for a release or special package. 
angels of God will visit you with a special package this season. Have faith for it. Have faith for it. Have faith for it. Oh yes. Pray from the depth of your heart. Ask and you shall receive. From the death of your heart, have faith. Have faith. Earthly men are given ambas, good gifts. Expect your own good gifts. Expect your good gifts this season. A special package from God. A special package from God is happening practically today. Because you have faith in Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father is giving it to you this season. He's giving you the gift of children, gift of healing, surprises, good surprises. He will surprise you for good. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Now lift up your hands everywhere you are. Before this Christmas season is over, May your good gifts manifest in your hands. In this season, God is greater than the generosity of men. Our Father is a giver of good things. The good thing of this season, that which will make your joy to overflow, receive it now in the name of Jesus. The next 10 days of 2020 will be good surprises for you. I said the remaining 10 days of 2020 will be a season of good surprises for you. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Receive it now. In Jesus name we have prayed. Now thank God. Say thank you Father for giving me my special gifts. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. Now, as we are left with um, 10 days to go in 2020, are you not surprised that 2020 is just 10 days to go? Are you not happy that you are still standing by the grace of God? That you don't look like He. Let your happiness show in your face. It's free of charge. We are not charging you for this smile. Uh, are you not excited that you are witnessing the closing chapter of 2020? We will be here to shout Happy New Year together. None of you shall be found wanting or missing in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. You know, in Genesis chapter 21 verse 14, the Bible says, when God spoke to Abraham to send Ishmael away, the Bible says, and Abraham rose up early in the morning. 
he rose up early in the morning to execute the commandment of God. In the next chapter, 22, God then told him, Give me thy son Isaac, whom thou lovest. And in verse 3, the Bible also says that Abraham rose up early in the morning. Early in the morning. I want to say something to you. The first man that was ever recorded that rose up early in the morning was Abimelech in the Bible. If you Google for the word, rose up early in the morning in the Bible, you will realize that there is no one that rose up early in the morning to be with God that did not end up becoming great in their generation. Just search for it. Rose up early in the morning. Rose up early in the morning. There is no single person in the Bible, even the man that is not uh, uh, under the covenant of Abraham, which was Abimelech, he rose up early in the morning. That day, the balance ended. As Christians, the culture of rising early in the morning to be with God is not negotiable. It's not what? Negotiable. I've seen that quite a number of us are trying to we have been participating very actively on Rise to Glory, while some of us have not been participating. There is no single person in the Bible, from Abraham to Joshua to David, even to the Lord Jesus Christ, that rose up early to be with God, that did not end up being great. I do not know how or why, but there is something about that is connected with rising early to be with God and greatness. Rising early to be with God and greatness is interconnected. They are always linked together. So I want to challenge you. If you have not been participating in Rise to Glory, which is 6 to 7 a.m., don't sleep your future away. Don't sleep your future away. Rising early to be with God is always linked to greatness. From tomorrow, make your, up your mind that you will end 2020 on Rise to Glory prayer. If you have not been joining before, no problem. It's not too late. You can start now. So you must decide that early morning, you must be part of it. And by the grace of God, in um, 2021, we are doing Operation GR4. What do I call it? Operation GR4. What, what do I call it? What is Operation GR4? Operation GR4 means Operation Genesis to Revelation in four months. Yeah. Hallelujah. Look at you, you are so afraid. <laughs> 2021 will bring uncommon results for you, then you must also do a common thing. It is time to dive into the Word of God. If in your lifetime you cannot boast that you have read Genesis to Revelation before, then there is something wrong with your Christian life. There is something wrong with your Christian life. If you cannot boast, stand and say, I have read Genesis to Revelation before. I came up with a plan. If you read 10 chapters every day, by April you will have finished. If you read 12 chapters every day, you will, only, you will finish the Bible in 100 days. And I want you to sign up with me. And let me tell you one secret. It's not an easy thing, no. I started my own about two days ago with my wife, GR4. And what I, I said, I want to start preparing to know how it's going to be. And do you know what I realized? Number one, one it, will, it will help you with the discipline of waking up early. Number two, it will save you from reading irregular things. 
useless thing. I cannot be on WhatsApp and um, on Facebook when I've only read two chapters and I'm left with eight chapters. It then helps you to focus on what matters most. GR4. It is the 2021 is going to be your year of spiritual revolution. You are going to go deeper into the world. So, I want to say, from January, how many of you would like to sign up for GR4? Because every day now we are going to then, from January we are starting officially, but I want to tell you, if you really want to make it, start from tomorrow. Do you know why it's start from tomorrow? It's called warming up. You are warming up before January. Number two, if you start early, by the time it is January, you are not going to start from Genesis chapter 1. So whatever days you are not able to make up, the, because you have already gone ahead, it will help you to achieve that goal. I am telling you, when that April come, come Easter 2021, there will be people here who will lift up their Bible for the first time in their life and say, thank God I have finished Genesis to Revelation in my lifetime. You will be part of them. I say you will be part of them. I say you will be part of them. Genesis to Revelation. Operation GR what? Four. Operation GR four. I'm asking our media team to create a Facebook page for it, and um, and you can feel free to share your experience on a daily basis. Share your experience. How can you be soaking in ten chapters of the Bible every day, and Joshua one eight will not be fulfilled in your life? And this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate during day and night, that thou mayest of that to do all that is according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Twenty twenty one is going to be your year of good success. You will devote the Bible like a locust, voracious consumer and eater of the word. You will eat it like a man that I've never eaten for days. You will drink it, soak it. In the night, I'm not sleeping because if I sleep with five chapters left, that means tomorrow is 16 chapter. Let me get to the job now. And you know one thing? The reason why I am involving all of you is called relational Bible study. When we now form a community of people with common goal. By the time you hear somebody say, I have read my own. I am not in the I'm reading. When I started, my wife, my wife can read fast. Ah, I salute her. Me, me, I don't know how to read fast. I'm a slow reader. Take it because I, I cannot jump past. She has finished 12. Seconds. When I heard that she has finished out, 12, she was even doing 12 when we started three days ago and not 10. She charged me up. I am the head of this house. You cannot come and overthrow me overnight. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to say is that the reason why I'm challenging you to do it now is because as a group, we will be challenging one another. Let us challenge one another in 2021 to good work. So start from tomorrow. How many of you are willing to start from tomorrow? Now, when you start from tomorrow, what will then happen is that the challenges you are having, you start stating it on the WhatsApp group, Overcomers Forum, and uh, when we create the new Facebook handle, you join Operation GR4, you start, oh, this is the challenge I'm having, you have questions, you put it there, somebody is asking, you share your, I want to start seeing you share your revelation and questions every day. Praise God. Somebody with me this morning. I see you becoming a success in this operation. I say, I see you becoming a success in this operation. Hallelujah. Now also, in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, the Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Doctrine means teaching. For reproof. Reproof means to rebuke, to chastise. For correction, 
for instruction in righteousness. Four things God will do with the word of God in your life. Number one, the Bible says that every scripture is given by, by inspiration for doctrine. The word of God will teach you. It will teach you. Number two, it will rebuke you, reprove you. Number three, it will, it will correct you. And number four, it will instruct you. Now you realize that if you are to break the word of God down into percentage, 50% of what God what we do in our life is reproof and correction. Then 25% is for the doctrine. And the 25, other 25% is for what? Instruction in righteousness. It is important we understand this as children of God so that we don't miss the purpose why God establishes His church. The church as an institution is put in place by God so that the children of God can be empowered in their walk with God. Now, when it comes to reproof and correction, there are four categories of reproof and corrections that the Word of God does. And there are four stages of reproof and correction in the church. The first one is called what we call the preventive stage. The preventive stage. Agai 4 says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. And Psalm 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Do you know why we come to church? When you come to church, you are actually, what is happening right now is the preventive stage. The word of God teaches you in order for you to be prevented from going the wrong way. The word of God then begins to give you direction in this preventive stage. You will be able to know that this is what to do. This is what not to do. It doesn't ought to happen before you know it. Therefore, this is what is called living by counsel and not by experience. In the preventive stage, you know, the best way to live our life, some people say that experience is the best teacher, but it's also the most expensive and costly teacher. The, actually, the most profitable and best teacher is counsel. You don't have to experience it before you know that it is bad. But be, the word of God begins to share with you that this is the way you should go. This is the way you go. So that you don't have to enter into that pit before you know that when you enter into a pit, things can be messed up. That is what the preventive stage of the word of God is. And a believer is taught often so that you will be prevented from ever getting you into the wrong way. You don't have to go into hell fire before you know that hell can be costly. Most of us have not been into hell. Some of us have not even been to hell. But we know that there is hell because the word of God is preventing us from going there. Is that not true? So you, you, if you by the time you then want to go to hell before you now come back, it will be too late. You can ask the man in Luke 16 that told Father Abraham, let me go back and share. He said, no, it's too late. It's too late. My children asked me yesterday that during rapture, during rapture, is it that when rapture takes place, can't we still pray? Can't we pray for God to have mercy after rapture has taken place? And I said that no student prays to pass an exam when he already has the results with him. You have written the exam, you have passed, uh, you are, they have given you the results, now you are not praying to pass that exam. There is no prayer after the grave. Once you are dead, it is appointed unto man to die. After this, the judgment. Hallelujah. Then the next stage that the word of God takes you is what we call the curative stage. The curative stage. Now, if any man being Christ is a new creation, all things have passed away, all things have become new. When you become born again, it is your spirit that is saved, your body is the same. So all of us, we come into the gospel with our baggages. There is no one who ever becomes born again that does not come with a baggage. 
If he was a fighter before, when he gets to born again, he will still feel like fighting. In fact, he will be fighting. If, if he was a quarrelsome person before, he will, when he gets born again, because he has not really yielded to the Holy Spirit, you will find him still quarreling in church. Today he quarrels, tomorrow he asks for forgiveness. If the person was a fornicator before, now that he's in Christ, you will see that that thing that will make him to want to fornicate or make us to fornicate will still be there. But the good news is, as he or she begins to yield to the authority of the Word of God, begin to expose himself to the Word of God, the power of God will begin to remove those faults, those frailties. And like a little child growing up, today you may walk and stagger. Tomorrow you may walk and stagger. But as you keep surrendering yourself to the authority of the word of God, your foot is being strengthened to serve God. And the same thing you are struggling with yesterday is no longer there anymore. This is the story of every believer. So you come to Christ the way you are, but Christ does not lead you to remain the same way you came. You will not remain the same way you came. But the solution at that curative stage is that you must accept the word of God. So when you have done something wrong and the word of God exposes it to you that this thing you have done is wrong. You are a Christian. You ought not to lie. You are a Christian. You ought not to cheat. You are a Christian. You ought not to be, you ought not ought to be, to be foreign people all around. You collect money from somebody. You say you are going to do, do anything. You didn't do it and you did not return the money back and you say, oh God forgive me. No. To be a Christian means to be sanctified by the word of God. You yield to the word of God. You came to Christianity with your baggage. But God does not want you to remain like that. Amen. Is somebody with me today? Pastor, please excuse me. Are you still with me or you have gone home? Hallelujah. Amen. Today, whatever represents the baggage in your life, the word of God is rebuking it. Amen. I remember one of our pastors that came to church. He was addicted to alcoholism. In fact, I've shared the story here before that when we were going to do our first international Sunday, he thought that that was what Christianity was all about. So he came to me and said, Pastor, now that Jesus has saved me, I want to do something great for God. He said, this program that is coming up in November or December then, I want to supply the church the entire palm wine they need. All the palm wine that is needed, I'm going to supply it. And I said, no. <laughs> you see, if any man be Christ, for me is a good thing. Palm wine, gold, all those things, they, are, they ought to pass away. All things have become new. Hallelujah. But he meant it from the simplicity of his heart. But today he's a pastor. You will not see him do that. I remember some of our pastors and leaders when they became born again. Some of them like eating in different junctions. They like eating. For some of them, when, when, they, when I was training them, when they are eating together, when I even gather them to eat together, uh, these are people I'm training. This one, you just see them. They, they've not started eating. This one will just carry the meat. Ha, ha. This one will carry the gari. This one will carry the soup. These are the pastors of today. And you see them running around. Pastor, why are you carrying meat? Pastor, this one you carry that. And I have to say, no, 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 no. You are a Christian. You see, a Christian does not carry meat when everybody has not eaten meat. You see, a Christian will not carry gari. You have to think about others. But it was the formative stage of their life. And I have to say, then why a Christian, a Christian leader does not have to eat everywhere? I said, imagine you are carrying the thing. You are, as you are carrying it in, the church member now enters. The church member is in front of you. You are the pastor. You are carrying the guy like that. And he said, hey, Pastor Alpha. Oh, but we did there. <laughs> this is not sweet too much. I said, how can the person receive from you? So when you see most of our pastors today, they have to be cured from a certain mentality. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. 
The next one then, the next correction and type of correction and um, reproof of God's word is now what we call the isolation stage. You know, coronavirus means that when people, uh, when somebody contacts coronavirus, they will tell the person, go and isolate the person. Now, what does isolation mean? In Psalm 51 verse 12, that was saying, restore unto me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Psalm 51 verse 12. In the isolation state of reproof and correction, what happens is that this person is a believer. In fact, most people that are isolated are often people who have reached the stage of laborers in the kingdom. They've started working for God. They have started um, doing something for God. But now they heard. They have done something. Now, what happens is that in this isolation state, one of the things that the church does, or the authority in, the, in, the, uh, on, in that Christian body does, is to use instruments like suspension, mostly, or tell them to answer whatever they are doing. Why is that so? Because you have to let know that what God is looking for is not your gift, but your character. So, is the state where people's eyes are open to the fact that what you are doing is not as important as who you are. Who you are is what matters most compared to what you are doing. So as if the person is a pastor or a leader or whatever, the person is there to stay away from whatever and learn to be what it means to be a Christian. That is why David said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. So during this period, the person begins to now go back into the basis of Christianity. In our church sometimes on some churches, we tell the person, go back to 100 level. Go back to 200 level. Go back to this class. Because if truly you pass this class, you know what it means. You should not be found doing this in the, in the, in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen? Now, in this isolation stage, just like coronavirus, what the, is being looked out for is not your downfall. Nobody is killed because they have coronavirus. What is... What, we are looking for is the fruit of repentance. Because if truly you are a child of God, during that season of your life, you realize that, no, as a child of God, I have missed it. I, I, I've done what ought not to be done. Then you reflect on it. In fact, when that fruit of repentance becomes visible, when it becomes visible, everybody will be there to see it. And oftentimes what happens is that when that person goes through that phase, everything is, oftentimes is restored back. The person is restored back to his position, restored back to whatever the person was handling, because now the person can now become a better person. That is why the Bible says, a just man falleth several times, but is on his feet again. Are you with me? So that stage when you get a church saying, oh, you are suspended, you are this. It's not because they want to pull you down, but it's for you to reflect that you can be a worker and be working in hell. You can be a pastor. Jesus said, some will come to me on that day and say that, I did this in your name, I did that in your name, but I will tell them, depart from me. Ye workers of what? Iniquity. For I know you not. That is why the Bible puts it. The body of Christ, and it puts structure and leadership in the church so that the believers can be strengthened to walk the right way. Praise God. Now, unfortunately, there's a fourth one. I call it the unfortunate one. Because at this stage of isolation, if the person then refuses, number one, to repent of that act, and number two, the person rather become more emboldened, it's like, he don't finish. He passed me, then suspend me. He passed me, then... In fact, I'm not able to sing again. By the time this suspension is over, I will not be singing again. But rather, often the person then goes underground to continue that same work. Then you have now met with somebody that is qualified for the next stage. The next stage is now what we call the severance stage. The severance stage. 
The first person I ever practiced this, no, the first time we ever heard of the, the word severance or being cast out was from the Almighty God Himself. The Bible says that the devil became an angel of darkness in Ezekiel 28. He said, How art thou fallen from heaven? Lucifer, son of the morning. Now you will never hear anywhere again that the devil is called son of the morning. Because he said he will ascend and take his throne above God. Now, God often gives grace, but some takes the grace of God for granted. I remember talking to one of our members in church. The person is not in church anymore for some time now. I said, you are a 419. People have been reporting you in church that you collect money, you don't do their job. You collect money from this, you don't do their job. I said, a Christian ought not to do that. I said, but God will forgive me now. But the person has forgotten that you cannot continue in sin. And as that grace should abound. Yes, God may forgive you, but you have to face the consequences of your action. Amen. Amen. This is what it means to be a, a good a Christian. So, the devil in Revelation chapter 12 from verse 9, the Bible says, And that great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called devil and Satan, we deceived the whole world, it was cast out into the earth. At this stage, anybody at that stage will have actually gone through the isolation stage. The period where you ought to repent, bear fruit and the rest. But when they fail, and this measure is taken, the first thing you will see that most of the people in that area what I like to do, is to practice what the devil does, which is to deceive the people around them. They become political. They become political. So you see them saying a lot of bad things about where they have come from, about the institution they represent. And you ask them, how come you don't say all these things before? How come you don't say all these things before? Alright? And somebody once said, uh, one of our brothers that we dealt with recently, oh, I am free from chains. I am free. No more chains holding me. I said, ah! So when you are there, chain was holding you, but the chain could not hold you from doing all this rubbish you are doing. You see, because you see, you, anyone, when you see people who are unrepentant, they look for every, even the devil. That is why the devil has never asked for forgiveness today. Because they look for every reason to justify why what they have done wrong is wrong. And why they should not have been dealt with the way they are dealt with. But listen to me. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If we cannot come to church and trust what a pastor is saying, right, and believe that when a pastor says A, A is A, then it is finished. Or when we cannot come to a church now, you cannot do business with your fellow church member. You know, those days, when you say you are born again, people respect you. But watch out, when somebody says he's born again today, look at him twice. Because there are a lot of born again for one night. Now, at this stage, at the severance stage, it's always an unfortunate thing to do, but it is always the last resort when these first three stages are failed. Because why? This political stage makes the person involved, like the devil now, want to gather and keep doing. Now, one of the things you must do to avoid the error of Lucifer is that you don't celebrate rebellion. The angels that celebrated the devil end up becoming a demon. Those are the people that, the, the angels that we call demons today. When even though you are the most saintly person, when you celebrate rebellion or join in rebellion, you become a demon. The next thing that also happens is that the cash of whatever that the person also carries, you share in it. Achan was the one that stole, but his entire household 
went for it. Do you know why? Because when Moses was going to announce, Joshua was going to announce, that God said we should go into this place and do not take anything when you enter that place. Everybody heard it. When Achan began to bring gold into his house, began to bring silver into his house, Achan's wife did not ask a question. Daddy, you, have, you don't have a gold business. You don't have a silver business. Where are you getting all this gold from? Where are you getting all this silver from? The wife kept quiet. Then the children too. The children too saw their father bringing in gold every day he goes to work. But they were rather liking the father's Facebook page. They were rather share the father's WhatsApp page. Did they, they like it? Do you know why? Also, then when you see people who join the rebellion, one of the mentality they carry is that, what if I was the one? What if it happens to me? So because of the fear of what if I were the one, or what if it happens to me, it then corrodes their judgment and makes them begin to judge wrongfully. Now listen to me, if you are declaring to yourself that what if it happens to me, what if I was the one, then it will actually happen to you. Not only will it happen to you, it will happen to you in good measure, pressed down, shake it together, and running over. Because why? It is only the truth that can set you free, not falsehood. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. So if I stand there as a pastor and rebuke and correct and reprove, if I begin to do what if as a pastor I was caught, then that means that when somebody does something wrong, I should not be able to correct. Before you know, that pastor will not last long. That ministry cannot stand at the end of time. Are you with me? So you must not let the fear of what if you tell the devil, it can never be my portion. Because it is only the truth that does what? Set free. So you don't celebrate rebellion. You don't join in rebellion. You'll be able to look at a sinner and say, this thing you are doing is wrong. And those of you who always, always want to look good all the time. Any Christian who, does, who always want to look good, who don't want to offend, will ne- can never last as a Christian. Because Christianity means enmity with the world. Blessed are you if all men celebrate you. If I want everybody to celebrate me, I will not say, do what I'm doing. I will not even say some of the things I'm saying. And you will say that the place will be full full. But it is better to have a place of five eagles than to have a place of hundred vultures. It is better to have five eagles than to have one hundred vultures. We will never have a church of vultures. Our church will remain a church of eagles. One of the things that has helped me through the, time, through the test of time is that they go everywhere and they come back because the truth will always be constant. But those who celebrate rebellion, remember, when the prodigal son repents and come back, we will mark, we have marked all those who are celebrating rebellion. That's why you see that when the prodigal son returned, none of his friends was accommodated again because the father would have known that, but for you, this person would not have repented because you are part of those who are celebrating. Oh, keep going on. Keep going on. If truly you love anybody, you, you know why I used to say that? When you see two brothers enter into a place, and they come out frowning, is because the truth has been said. But if two brethren enter into a place, and they are always coming out laughing, is either they are being deceived, or they are deceiving themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? You cannot be coming to church all the time and be happy. And nothing is pricking your heart. No, no word of God is challenging your wayward lifestyle. If I'm looking for everybody to applause me, I will never... Keeps, it's a matter of time. I will not keep standing in the ministry. And those who hate me today, they will always hate me until they change. You cannot be a 419 and be my friend. 
until you change. You cannot eat. You, you are not, not cold stone. If you are looking for what you should buy, go and look for cold stone, not Pastor John. Because as for me, God did not call me at all for you to like me. He called me for you to tell you the truth. And by the grace of God, that truth will always be told. May that day never come when we have to garnish the truth because we fear you. May that day never come. In the name of Jesus. Come and put your hands together for Jesus. Now you know better. Go out there and shine the light of the gospel. You know better now. Go out there and shine the light of the gospel. Hallelujah. Now finally, three ways to partake of the joy of Christmas. Look at that 2 verse 10 to 11. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. That will be your portion this season in the name of Jesus. We shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is called Christ the Lord. Now, the season where Jesus was born is declared as a joyful season. Now, this season will be your season of exceptional joy. Amen. Have you gone no more? You are still here. Yes, and that this season will be your season of exceptional joy. Amen. Now, how can you partake of the joy of this season? How can you partake of the joy of this season? There is a skill that you have to employ. There are practical steps you have to take in order to partake of the joy of this season. Number one, approach and celebrate the season with a grateful heart. Approach and celebrate the season with what? Tell your neighbor, approach it. Celebrate it. Oh, it's like some of you are afraid of your neighbor. How come you are not pointing to your neighbor? Say, approach it. Celebrate it with a grateful heart. Say it again. Say, approach it. Oh, are you afraid of your neighbor? My sister, you don't have a neighbor. Oh, say, approach it. Celebrate it with a grateful heart. One of the signs of the end time is that people will become unthankful. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. Unthankfulness is an evil spirit. Ingratitude is an evil spirit that the Bible says in the last days it will be more in abundance. Second Timothy 3 2 says, For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unthankful, unholy. Let's look at some facts about or some important truth about great gratitude. Number one, ingratitude is the gateway to a life of defeat. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 47 says, If you do not serve the Lord, NLT now, I'm reading from New Living Translation, if you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm for the abundance of benefits you have received, you will serve your enemies. Say, God forbid. Say, God forbid. Whom the Lord has sent against you. In other words, you will be so weak to fight your enemy. An ungrateful man has only ushered himself to a life of weaknesses. He becomes weak. Your strength is zapped if there is no gratitude there. As you approach this season, you may not have the best shoe. You may not have the best clothes. Even you may not have the best rice. You may not have the best jollof. 
You may not have the best. What, what is it that you like? It's Yehu. Huh? What are you planning? Ukwabi. Is Ukwabi you are planning? Eh? If I don't see that Ukwabi, you know you have mentioned it. <laughs> What are, you, what are you preparing for, Christmas? What are you planning? So, eh, Batutu, what did he say? I thought somebody said Popo. Well, even if it is Popo, your Popo may not be the most yellow or the red. But something you must know is that it is not what you have that makes it the best Christmas, but what, who you are is what makes it the best Christmas. Put your hands together for Jesus. What you are during Christmas is irrelevant because material things are temporary. Who you are is what makes it the best Christmas. You see, you may see somebody with the only Gary and see another person with jollof rice, chicken, gizzard. And when you look at both of them, this one is looking as if he's eating bitter leaf. And this one is looking as if he's taking ice cream. Because who you are is what defines what you have. You make it, look at it and say to yourself, you see, with your gari, you fold your arm like a jebusite. Do you know a jebusite? I don't mean any offense. I know, whatever it is that is in that hand, it is you that will name it. And as you are drinking that gari, my mother taught me this secret. She taught me so many things. One of them is that you can change the name of anything you are eating to what you want. I remember whenever we soaked the gari, I know there is a way you sow gari that it can have multiplier effects. You see, when you leave the gari, and the, there are some gari and there are some garium. The, the garium are the ones that have the inherent ability to metamorphose from small to big, all by itself. It's a word. You soak it with joy, and you keep, you, all you need is fold your hand. My mother said, before you drink the gari, bless it. I say, call it whichever name. Father, I thank you for this fried rice and chicken. It is the best meal. Even though it's gari, you turn water to wine. I turn this gari to jollof rice and chicken. As I put it, it's going to be so in my mouth. In Jesus' name. Amen. And you took it, gari. Why, why this meal gone there? Somebody will look at you and say, you are not serious. But you are a man of faith. I said, you are a man of faith. By the time we stand on Christmas Day, show me the evidence of what we ate. I said, show me the evidence of what we ate. If you don't say it, nobody will know. Hallelujah. One day, I passed myself. I was in U.S. And I was in this mall called the Florida Mall. Normally when I buy clothes, I don't really buy clothes. But this time, I was just shopping, shopping, shopping. You know, there are some levels that you want to prove to yourself that you can afford things. I remember the first time I made 10,000 naira. There was a suya that had been embarrassing me. It's 500 naira suya. I went to that suya with only annoyance. Man, and sell me 500 naira suya. And I said, hey, that was the first and last time I had that suya because I could not finish it. But you say, if you are not eating that suya with only annoyance, you are, your eyes will never leave the thing. And when they say, I'm eating suya, you say, no, which day will I ever eat that suya? So... I accidentally entered into this um, boutique. And um, I thought, the way they were looking at me, made me realize that it's like this place is meant for some certain type of people. So I decided to prove to them that I am one of those people. Is that LMCC? Oh, you're welcome. So, 
I looked at the clothes. Looked at the clothes. The girl, I just saw that the, the sales girl was just. I know when they want to be very courteous. Hello, how are you? The smile is not from inside. Don't waste our time here. So, you will always know because their smile will not come from the artist's artificial smile. But I didn't know where I've entered. I don't even know the name of the clothes today. But all I knew is that when they told me the price of the clothes, that attack almost caught me. How much is this one? He mentioned the dollars. I don't want to tell you the dollars. But because that may pass myself. When they mentioned the dollars, I said, wow. Can I test it? He said, no problem. I went into the changing room. I walked here and said, what is so special about this clothes? <laughs> Honestly, till today, I don't know what was special about that clothes. But now that I wore it, to remove it became a problem. <laughs> so, when I came there, they were waiting. When I came out, <laughs> pack the clothes, pack the clothes. Pack the clothes. As I was paying, I said, Lord, any day I see this level, I will never enter into this place again. <laughs> I'm telling you, be under heaven. I still don't know the name of the clothes today. I came back to Nigeria. The day I wore the clothes, I was getting everybody to even see whether they would know the amount I bought the clothes. <laughs> to my amazement, not one person said, how much did you buy this clothes? So I had to call somebody. I said, do you know how much I bought this clothes? <laughs> do you know how much I bought this clothes? He said, this Christmas, tell them whatever you are wearing, you, are, you make the value. Not the value. Not the value making you. So instead of you being angry that you don't have the best clothes, wear the one you have, lift it up with dignity, and do what? Make your younger with it. I said, do what? Make your younger with it. Hallelujah. Be grateful for what God has given you. Do you know that that clothes was the first to wear out? I'm telling you, it was the first to wear out. I learned the lesson. Don't live to impress people. When you cannot impress them, you become depressed. Don't live. This Christmas is your best Christmas ever. That is why you see that if Buhari wears a shirt today that the name of, and announce the name of the shirt, the value goes up. It is you that make determines the value. The next thing also that gratitude will do is gratitude causes your joy to multiply and joy remains the source of your strength. Gratitude causes your joy to multiply and joy remains the source of your strength. The easiest way the devil... See, do you know what the devil is after in your life? Your joy and your peace. The number one thing the devil wants to steal in your life is your joy and your peace. When you cannot give him your, if you refuse to give him your joy and your peace, fear cannot enter. Do you know what fear does? Fear just paralyzes you. It takes away joy and peace in your life. Fear takes away your confidence. And you don't know. Have you ever been there before that you don't know that something bad was in that area? Until you look back and you realize that something was there. You know? I remember playing with one dog or just, you know, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? 
so high. If you are the one following all this information in Nigeria, you heard that the news outlet is bombarding people every day with kidnapping, with stealing, with this, with that. Now they are selling fear to us. They are removing boldness. So that is why we want to run away. But you are there. We have no way to run. I don't read this the way I used to read it anymore. I'm telling you the truth. Respect Operation GL7. Operation GL4. You see what will happen when you begin to just have more time for the Bible. Read less news and have more faith in the world and see how things will turn around for you. Your joy is multiplying this season. Gratitude is a qualifier for next level results. Gratitude ushers you, qualifies you for next level results. Luke chapter 17 verse 7 says, And Jesus answered said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Verse 18 then says, they are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Verse 19 then says, And he said unto them, Arise! And he said unto him, I mean, Arise, go thy way, thy faith had made thee old. Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you old. He became the only one that had the next level result besides healing. The only other people that were healed only have healing to boast of. But him had more than healing. He had oldness. Oldness means that thing can never happen and everything he has lost, he will regain it back. That's what gratitude does. During World War I, there's an emperor of Germany. They call him the Kaiser of Germany. William II. After World War I, the man was hated everywhere. Even his own country people turned against him. And he had to run from Germany to Holland to go and put himself there. But there was a young man who knows the power of appreciation? Who knows the power of our gratitude? He wrote to that man called William, the emperor, and thanked him for everything he did during the World War I. How he tried to fight for Germany. How he meant well. He celebrated and appreciated the man. Do you know what happened? The man sent for him. When the boy was coming, the boy came with his mother, not knowing that the father was dead. And the man was just the only one taking care of the, the boy. Do you know that the man married the woman and adopted the boy as his child? The life of that boy turned around through the power of gratitude. What you celebrate does not depreciate but appreciates. Whatever you celebrate does not depreciate but what? Appreciates. So if you want everything to appreciate, celebrate God for it. Thank God because he's your healer. Even though it's like the sickness is not going, you still lift your voice and say, I serve a healing God. I thank God that my God is a healing God. Whenever your heart is so troubled and it's looked like money here, this one here, everywhere you trouble, everywhere you face, trouble about, you lift your hand and celebrate your overshadow. The Lord, that is our 
is. And you tell the devil, even though the fig tree may not blossom, even though the vine may not lift up his food, yes, I will lift up my hand and celebrate the faithfulness of God. When you do that, your turnaround is guaranteed. I see you your next level. I say, I see you your next level. In this remaining five days to Christmas, you are going to be ushered to your next level. In the name of Jesus. Remember those who have laid the foundation in your life. Celebrate them. The next quote quickly. Gratitude opens gates to glory. Ingratitude closes it. Gratitude opens the gate of glory. Ingratitude closes it. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter his gate, his gate with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. The, the easiest way to close the gate of the hand of God in your life is to be ungrateful. I was sharing with them in the first service. Some, uh, some time ago, I was, I was going, I was in a transaction and I was about to transfer the last amount in my account for a particular transaction. But you know when you are about to move the last money in your account, there is a way you feel. A sense of insecurity. Where will the next money come? What will happen? So as I was going to do that, then that fear, that anxiety, that, that began to try to grip my heart. And I said, no, this is not the plan of God. So I lifted my hand before I do that transfer. And I said, Father, I thank you. Because I can even make such a transfer today. You that have provided this will do another one. I give you praise. So with joy in my heart, I did that transfer. Do you know what happened? Within five minutes, I saw another alert in my account. Within five minutes, something else happened. Then it dawned on me that at that point, I was at the gate of a new testimony. The key was in my hand. If I began to complain, if I began to be ungrateful, if I began to entertain fear and anxiety, I would have closed the key to that alert. It would not have come. But when I refused to complain, when I refused to be ungrateful, when I refused to allow that anxiety, I left that gate open and the next level breakthrough came. Today, whatever next level breakthrough that God has reserved for the remaining days of 2020, it should not pass you by. I see it coming to you now in the name of Jesus. Christmas season like this, always celebrate those who have laid the foundation of your life. They may know, there is a period that your father may not look as handsome as he used to look. He may not even be able to walk straight anymore. Your mother's breast may have been sagging. But remember that you sucked that breast. Remember that that man was a strength to you. You, you can do hip-hop around the town now. But the man, when he's coming, it's like this. People may see you and not even remember. But without foundation, no building can stand. So during season like this, during season like this, you are stopped to stop and look back at the foundation layers of your life and do what? Celebrate them. Celebrate them. That is how to secure your own future. Because the, the difference between you and that old man is time. Time. Time is the difference. One day it will be your turn. One day it will be your turn. The reason why a lot of people are not reaping in their old age is that they refuse to sow in their youthful age. When you don't sow in your youthful age, you live a lonely life in your old age. So what do you do in this period of your life? It is not so much in the amount, but it is in the heart. You celebrate. You know, something happened last week. When we got here to do our Thanksgiving, I was in my office. My wife asked me, 
How much are we going to give to celebrate what God has done for us on this Thanksgiving day? And I told her the amount. I just felt that she was, I didn't, she was very reserved. So on Sunday morning, I gave her a portion. I took my portion. And I came on the stage. When I got here, second service, as I began to talk about the Thanksgiving, I was here. When the Holy Spirit told me, that is this truly what you can give to celebrate what I have done this year for you? And as I was talking, you see, what you don't know is that when a, the word of God is preaching, you think it's the preacher alone preaching. Oftentimes, oh, the Holy Spirit is speaking to all of us. There are times you are preaching, even I am preaching, it's like I'm preaching to myself. As I'm preaching, I'm asking God for forgiveness. Because God is the one addressing every man. I was here last Sunday. When he began to rebuke and chastise me, that this thing you are doing, this is a, it, that was when I measured kaboo. And he said, you are actually giving me a kaboo offering. Instantly, I, some of you may observe, I quickly asked for a pen and a paper. I asked them, give me, give me, give me, give me. And I multiplied that offering by the ratio of 500. By, by 5. So I said, the one I am giving now is Jara. This one is what I'm going to give. Then when I came after the service, I, I was in my office, I was telling my wife what happened. I said, do you know what happened? That offering that we wanted to give for Thanksgiving, this and this and this was what happened. And my wife said, Holy Spirit be praised. So what? He said, when you told me you are going, we, are go- we are going to give this amount, I felt something. That it was too small. And I felt that this is the amount we could have given. Because what if this has happened? What if this has happened? What if when this incident happened, you lost everything? What would you have done? I said, do you know what she then did? She said, rather than querying me, she went on her knees to pray. Lord, speak to my husband. Lord, speak to my husband. Lord, speak to him. She said she has learned to take her place, not to call her with me. That whatever God cannot solve, she will leave it to be like that. And I know most of you women, you quarrel a lot with your husband because you are trying to be the husband of the house. Learn to take your place and fight your battle on your knees. Learn to leave the matter to God. You see, when you depend so much on your strength, you will want to make, you will want to correct that man with everything, with all your power, and there will never be peace in that house. But when it goes that way, and you say that you are saying nothing can happen, fight your battles on your knees. He who sees what you are doing in secret will reward you openly. Learn to fight your battles on your knees. And as he prayed, she said Sunday morning, when I even give her the morning, she said to the Lord, Lord, it's like I'm not changing his mind. I've, I've prayed and I left it. But it took God for me to get here before I heard him. Listen to me. There is no man that is too stubborn to hear the voice of God unless you stop praying. Unless you stop praying. That was his digression, but that word is for somebody. What I just said now is for somebody. It's not part of the preaching, but God does address somebody's case. I don't know who it is, but God does address somebody's case. So going back, let us learn to celebrate those foundations of our life. Those who laid the foundation. That's why you always hear me about, talk about the man who trained me about com- in computer. I have never ceased to thank him. How can I thank him? Say, I have th- can I be thanking you enough? I've thanked you too much. What, what is thanking too much? There are people in your life, you owe your life as long as you live. Unless you want to be ungrateful. Put your hands together for Jesus. Finally, you celebrate this season by reaching out to others. John chapter 3 verse 16, the meaning of Christmas is that we are celebrating that the Father God reached out to us. 
Christmas is the season when we celebrate the fact that God did not forget us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So you, celeb- you are celebrating the fact that God reached out to us. We are not lost because God reached out to us. So during Christmas season, you too should reach out to others. You reach out to others by giving a helping hand. If the culture of giving people food, cooking food and sending it to those you love is a good culture. Don't let coronavirus still take it away. Because genuinely there are those who don't have at all. But you are the one that your that food may be the only thing they will eat on Christmas Day. Reach out to others. Remember those who don't have shoes. One of the things I try to do by the grace of God since I learned it. Before I buy anything for my children on Christmas, I make sure I buy for other children. Because my own children have somebody to buy. This one may not have somebody to buy. That's how God wants us to live our lives. Reach out to others. Be a husband to somebody. Be a wife to somebody. Be a brother to somebody. Be a sister to somebody. That is why we always organize Christmas Day. I taught all our leaders. I said, don't let us celebrate Christmas in our house. Let us come to church. And on that day, we look for children who necessarily are not even in our church. Cook for them. Cook for them. Give them good. When you come here on Christmas Day, which is on Friday now, you will see that this place, you will see people playing game there. PS4 is here. Devil Tennis is here. You know, people even used to blame me that I buy banger for children. I don't care what they think. Because I know that there are some children that will never blow banger in their life unless somebody gives them a free chance. And listen to me. There is no child that does not like knockouts. It is only when you are poor, you say you are wasting money. Now, if you don't waste money making yourself happy, what do you want to waste money to do? To bury yourself. When people are poor, they say that knockout is good. I blow knockout with children because, you see, for almost throughout my teenage years and my youth years, to have a banger was my prayer point. My prayer point, Lord, who will give me three sound? Who will give me two sound? Who will give me four sound? I know what it means for a child to be looking at other children, playing on Christmas Day and having nothing to do. No child deserves it as long as you live. So make them happy. I want all of you to celebrate your Christmas in two ways. One is for your family. The other one is for others. Don't just stay in your house all through that day. That is not to celebrate Christmas. Eating chicken and watching movie. No, you have missed the point. Christmas is about celebrating God that reached out to us. You two must reach out to others. The only time you may ever see me in your lifetime playing table tennis is on Christmas Day. I play table tennis and I'm still the reigning champion in this church, you see. I play table tennis with a younger one and they are very happy. Pastor is playing table tennis. He says, it's not that to say, hey, come on, young guy. No, play, be human. Play, 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 play with them. That is what God wants. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. And thank God that God spoke to one of our brothers. To start selling shawarma. On Christmas day, such people should give free shawarma. But that is the joy of Christmas. When you finish preparing your meal, you can say, oh no, let's divide some. Let me send some to church. There will be a child that this meal will make a difference from. You see, a Christmas that does not touch somebody's life is a useless Christmas. A Christmas that goes and you have not made somebody to laugh is a Christmas Christmas. Is a use, that is the most useless way to spend your Christmas. To spend it solely on yourself and others. 50-50. Give it to God, give it to others. Give it to your family, give it, give it to yourself. That's how to be fulfilled on Christmas Day. Because you see, 
I always remember, like I share with you, when I started in that de- stood with my family, seven of us on that decade, Christmas Day, not even Gary to drink. And we see people going to Grand Pepe, going to buy, buy Gary, buy rice, and not one of them could even say, let me come. Jesus said, I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was naked, you gave me no clothes. I thank God for one of our sisters decided to sew about clothes for all the children in one of our uh, branches during this Christmas. I said, God, we bless her. Do something to touch somebody's lives. Because if not for Jesus, you and I will not be here today. If not for the sacrifice of Jesus, where will we have been? We will have been hopeless. Will you make it a Christmas that counts? Put your hand together for Jesus. Now, if you are not born again, you have missed the purpose of Christmas. Because John 3.16 then says, He loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Listen to me. God does not want you to perish. When you reject Jesus, you are accepting destruction. A rejection of Jesus is an acceptance of the ticket of destruction. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Today, as in the next five days we are about to celebrate Christmas. Do you know the one that we are celebrating on Christmas? Jesus. Has he made a difference in your life? Jesus made a difference in my life when I encountered him. That is why today I'm holding the microphone. And standing here. It made a difference in the life of quite a number of people. That is why we can be seated to hear the word of God. That same Jesus wants to make the difference in your life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, whosoever come, come to me, I will not cast away. He said, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from destruction. Jesus is the life giver. Satan is the life destroyer. In Mark chapter 5, the devil... The boy gave the devil a chance. And do you know what the devil did? The devil ran that boy mad. The devil ran him mad. He took him from his house and took him to the grave. Blood everywhere. But when this guy met Jesus, when this boy met Jesus, Jesus gave him the life that he deserves. The Bible says he came back to his right senses. In other words, the devil stole that right senses away. When you allow the devil in your life, what happens is that he steals the right senses away from you. Today, before we close, I think you, whether you are online, watching from the view center or anywhere around the world, you need to make that decision to allow Jesus, the joy of this season, the joy of Christmas, to make the difference in your life. If you allow it, it will make that difference. And I see him making that difference in your life this very moment, in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet with me. Put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus, somebody. Lift your hands and sing this song with me. Unto Jesus I surrender Unto Him I free Licking I will ever Love and trust Him in His presence daily live. His presence daily. I surrender all. I surrender.
difference in your life this season. I surrender. Oh, to be my last I Now all is bad and all eyes closed. If you are in church or you are watching online or at any of our viewing centers, you want to say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life and be my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, I want you to save me from destruction. I want to embrace your life. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, today is your day of turnaround. Today is your day of deliverance. Today is your day of salvation. If you want to give your life to Jesus, even though you are here or you are watching from anywhere, just place your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. God bless you. I see those hands. I see those hands. God bless you. Now, I want you to repeat these words after me as your hand is on your chest. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to experience the life of Christ. Today, dear Heavenly Father, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe with all my heart that He died for my sins. I believe with all my heart that He rose again. I believe with all my heart that He's coming back again. Today, Lord Jesus, please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash all my sins away with your precious blood and please write my name in the book of life i call upon your name today dear lord jesus thank you for saving my soul thank you for rescuing me for in jesus name amen father i thank you for all those who have prayed this prayer from the depth of their heart thank you father because from today today marks a new beginning in the life of this ones in the name of Jesus. I pray for them, O oh Lord, everywhere around the world. That this season will remain their joyful season. It will mark a turnaround season where they know you better. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout Amen. amen. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. How many of you pray that prayer from the depth of your heart? You pray that prayer from the depth of your heart. Just wave to me. Okay, God bless you. Now, at the viewing centers, maybe at Command Church, if you paid it, let somebody reach out to them and give them the cards right now. Then we'll pray. Now, very quickly, I'm going to pray. I say, Father, say with me, Father, this Christmas season, help me to touch someone's life. Help me to shine the light of the gospel like never before. Now, lift your voice and pray. Lord, direct me to somebody in need this season. Use me to touch someone's life this season. Use me to put a smile on somebody's face. Oh Lord, whoever the person may be, wherever the person in need may be, open my eyes to see the one you are sending me to this season. Lord, let it not be a useless Christmas for me, but let it be more the most blessed and the most memorable Christmas. Use me to watch, to wipe away somebody's tears. Use me to lead someone to salvation. Use me to lead someone to salvation this season. Lord, this Christmas season, make me an agent 
that will be used by you to reach somebody, Lord. Father, whoever needs to be rich, send it there, Lord. Pray that God will anoint you for His use to reach out to people with the gospel, to reach out to people, to meet their needs, to put a smile on somebody's face. I pray that God will help you to overcome selfishness and self-centeredness even in this Christmas season. In the name of Jesus, rise above every selfishness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Use us like never before, even in this Christmas season. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, I pray for everyone around the world, wherever they are in this hall, that you will anoint us for your use in this Christmas season, that we will shine the light like never before, that will be the salt in someone's life, in the name of Jesus, that man that has given up in life or about to give up, that woman that has given up or about to give up, that one that feels hopeless, that one that, that feels like committing suicide, that person that is lonely, wherever they are, use us to reach out to them this season. In the name of Jesus, use us to be the father to people, Lord. Use us to be the mother to people, Lord. Use us to be the brothers they never had, Lord. In the name of Jesus, use us to be the husband to, be, to the widow, the wife to the widow. Use us mightily, Father. Bless everyone on that the ocean of our voice with the power to make the difference in someone's life this season. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord use you this season. May the Lord use you this season. May the Lord use you greatly this season. May the Lord use you greatly this season. May the Lord use you greatly this season. And by this time, this season is over. Someone will remember it as the best Christmas because of you. Because of you, 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 is to be the best Christmas in somebody's life. Because of you, in the name of Jesus, so shall it be. In Jesus' name we are praying. Shout a believing amen. Say with me, it will be the best Christmas in somebody's life because of me. Say it will be the best Christmas in somebody's life because of me. God will use me to reach out to people like never before in this Christmas season. Shout Amen if you believe it. One more time, put your hands together for Jesus. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, as we prepare to take out our offering, I know some of you perhaps are not. Um, next week, Sunday in the evening, I need to announce this so that in case some of you will hear of it, you will not think it is a partial event that was being organized or we are being selective. Um, I want to really appreciate the Royal Air Force for the tremendous work they've been doing. This year, our online audience grew by over 5,000% which is a lot for us. Those of you who are watching online, there are those who have been paying to air this gospel online and at the various, various centers. They sponsor with their money, they sponsor with their talent, the data, the resources that we deploy, and we are still deploying, are being sponsored by people we call the Royal Air Force Partners. You can decide to be one out from today 
Because you, you can never tell who you are reaching when you decide to partner with the Royal Air Force. So to this end, all our Royal Air Force uh, partners for 2020, next Sunday evening, by um, um, we are having a special outreach before that one because it's crossover service or something. But I know that on the 27th, by evening, by 6 p.m., we'll be having a special dinner here for our Royal Air Force partners. Amen. All right. Now, it's a strictly by invitation thing. That's what I'm announcing it so that you don't think that we're being partial. It is only for the existing Royal Air Force partners. Now, those who would like to join, uh, will send a message to you on how you can join. But you can join, really, because they've done tremendously well. And that is why we are organizing that special get-together for them. So those of you who are real partner efforts, but you are not here, next Sunday, find your way here by 6 p.m. I'm sure you will receive the special IV that will be sent to you to be part of that dinner. Um, because it's a great thing. Hallelujah. Now, also, I want to appreciate God for the tremendous blessings you have been receiving this year. This year, we've had more people faithful in tithing and in offering, and the church has become more blessed because you are blessed. 2021, you will have more blessings in the name of Jesus. In some few weeks' time, we'll be having, um, a, I believe God in January especially, we'll be having a special service at our new church sites to commemorate the foundation laying. We started preparation there this week. We are starting the ball hole first this week because the remaining set of tenants are going to be vacating the place. Then we have to pull down the structures that are there. Then when we pull down the structure, then um, we will then all go there, march there to have a special foundation laying of the Royal Cathedral. Amen. And it's going to be a great foundation laying experience. Now, all those who are, you will observe that we stop collecting money for building projects. The reason is that whenever we are collecting money, it must be with total honesty and accountability. That is why in this church, you always see that we always encourage people that even if you are giving your tithe, have an index number. Don't write your name, but have an index number because the tithe is supposed to go to a separate account. We are very accountable. There is no 50 cobalt that is being spent in this church without a proper account. We don't spend money by anointing. We spend money by accountability. Because it's not my money. It is not your money. It is our money and it is God's money. And it ought to be treated with the utmost fear, reverence, and fear of God. Amen. So, the reason why you say that we stop collecting that block offering money is because we heard that we cannot put more blocks there when the people are still there. In fact, we've blocked, the blocks we've bought there has covered the place. So, we said that when we go there, when we start the thing, we are believing that within, by January, it will get to decking level. Because already... A lot of the givings that most of us have given and the money that have come in is able to take it at least to what we know that maybe that, that decking level as we stand today. The Lord bless all of you greatly. Yes. Hallelujah. So 2021 is going to be our year of building. I believe that before November we'll move into that place. And this place will be our youth church. We are believing God that this place will now be our youth church whilst we move to the new place. Is it a good thing to have? Is it a good dream to have? Amen. So get ready because very soon the sent forth in this place will be taking place in 2021. Whether the devil likes it or not, we are moving out of this place into a place greater than. Hallelujah. All right. So can we? So I, I have to say that so that you know that we don't joke with the offering we give. We don't joke with that. And all this wonderful project we have done this year, we did not borrow any money from any bank. The money you and I have been contributed. 
has made a whole lot of difference. Amen. Because your money is being judiciously used. And the Lord will keep blessing you. The Lord will keep prospering you. The Lord will keep opening the heavens over your life. In the name of Jesus. When we go there in January, make sure you take a picture. Because God has used your money and my resources, your sweat and my sweat, to lay the foundation of something great. The day we open our first international branch, we will always remember this humble beginning. In the name of Jesus. Do you believe it? God is making it come to pass. Now bring out your offering and your tithe as we give and prepare to close. Can we stand to our feet as we give a special offering and tithe? Thank you. If you bought your tithe, you can lift up your tithe. If you bought your, lift up your tithe and offering, just package the two together. By now, I believe that every Christian should be faithful. We don't have to. I don't. Co- we don't need to be coerced to give to the Lord in an honorable way. This is your Sunday before Christmas offering. Huh? You will reap what you are sowing today. Lift up your tithe. Lift up your offerings together. Father, we thank you for our tithe. We thank you for our offerings. You said when we tithe, you shall make us to be blessed above all the nations of the earth. I thank you because for every tither in this house, this will be practically their portion in the name of Jesus. Now, thank you for the love offering, expression of gratitude. Lord, as we give our offerings, I thank you because your blessings are multiplying towards us the more. In the name of Jesus, thank you for increase. Thank you for breakthrough. We shall not be the same again. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout a louder, Amen. Amen. Now I want you to celebrate as you tithe, as you give your offering. The Lord bless you greatly in Jesus' name.